will give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Gee, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning I rise, in the morning when I rise, will give me Jesus, will give me Jesus, give me this world but give me Jesus and when I am alone oh when I am alone when I am alone yes give me Jesus Will give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. And when I am in prayer. Yes, when I am in prayer, will give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world, but give me When I come to die, when I come to die, oh, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. One more time, give me Jesus. Will give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. Jehovah Jireh. My provider, amen. You are more than enough for me. 
You're my healer And by your stripes I have been well set free One more time, Jehovah Jireh. Well, Jehovah Jireh, will my my provider? Aren't you thankful he's more than enough for you? Just, just, not just, just enough. He's more than enough. Amen. No matter what your needs are, he's enough. want to welcome you to the service this afternoon. It's good to have everyone here. We are going to do things a little different tonight. we got a lot of specials. So um, I'm going to ask the ushers. I'm sure I'm freaking them out right now. They're in the lobby. I'm asking the ushers to come at this time, and uh, we're going to have them come, and we're going to... Uh, open the service in a word of prayer. don't really have any other new prayer requests. Brother uh, Billy Cockman, I'm going to ask you to come open the service in a prayer if you could come now and uh, pray over the offering. Um, I don't have any other new uh, additional prayer requests here. We just want to remember Brother Keith and uh, Sister Sarah. They're not here. 
Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings, Lord, that you've given us each day, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you that we have the ability, Lord, to come and raise our hands and worship with you with like brothers and sisters, Lord God. We pray that you'll bless this offering, Lord Jesus. Pray that we go to the intended use, Lord, and pray that you will give us a special blessing for giving tonight, Lord. Pray that the service will go according to your plan, Lord, and have your way in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Turn and shake hands with those that are around you. And uh, I'm going to ask Zion if he could come now. And then immediately after him, uh, the Cockmans are going to come after them, the Cockman group. And then after the Cockmans, you can have a seat, yes. After the Cockmans, <laughs> shake hands and then you may be seated. Uh, after the Cockmans, uh, Lily, Emma, and Sean. So, for the Zion, the Cockmans, Lily, Emma, and Sean, then Brother Luke and Sister Hannah, if you could come immediately after them, and then we're going to have the choir. And we may sing a song in between there. We'll just see how things go. we got lots. So it's great to have Brother uh, Zion here with us. I always really enjoy his piano playing and his singing, so it's good to have them uh, visiting with us.
nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare.
In the distance I can see the storm clouds coming by way And I need to find a shelter before it starts to rain So I turn and run to you, Lord You're the only place to go Your unfailing love surrounds me when I need it most You're my hiding place Safe in your embrace I'm protected from the storm that rages And when the waters rise And I run Lord, in you, I find my hiding place. I'm not asking you to take away my troubles, Lord, because it's through the stormy weathers I've learned to trust you so I thank you for your promise that I have come to know your unfailing love surrounds me when I need it most you're my hiding place safe in your embrace I'm protected from the storm that rages When the waters rise And I run to hide Lord, in you I find my hiding place So let your people seek you While you may be found Cause you're our only rain comes pouring down you're my hiding place safe in your embrace i'm protected from the storm that rages and when the waters rise and i run to Lord, in you, I find my hiding place. Lord, in you, I find my hiding place.
will it be like when my pain is gone and all the worries of this world just fade away what will it be like when I call my name at that moment when I see you face to face I'm waiting my whole life to hear you say Well done, well done My good and faithful one Welcome to the place where you belong Well done, well done My beloved child You have run the race and now you're home Welcome to the place where you What will it be like when tears are washed away And every broken thing will finally be made whole What will it be like when I come into your glory Standing in the presence of a love so beautiful Waiting my whole life for that day And I will live my life to hear you say Well done, well done My mind and faithful one Welcome to the place where you belong well done, well done, my beloved child. You have run the race and now you're home. Welcome to the place where you belong. What will it be like when I hear that sound? All of heaven's angels crying out Singing holy, 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 holy are you Lord Singing holy, 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 holy Until then I'll live to hear you say Well done, well done My good and faithful one Welcome to the place where you belong Well done, well done My beloved child 
You have run the race and now you're home Welcome to the place where you belong Well just an offering It's right here My life is here And I'll be a living Sacrifice for you You're a fire The refiner I want to be consumed I want to be tried By fire Purified you take whatever you desire Lord, here's my life I want to be tried by fire Purified You take whatever you desire Lord, here's my life And if your glory wants to come in let it fall, we want it all Lord, your power is consuming Fill this place, set it ablaze and I'll be a living sacrifice for you You're the fire, the refiner I want to be consumed I want to be tried by fire purified you take whatever you desire lord here's my life i want to be tried by fire purified you take whatever you desire lord here's my Purify my heart I wanna burn for you Only for you Take my life As a sacrifice I wanna burn for you Only for you Clean my hands Purify my heart 
This is your house, and we're going to ask the choir to come up. Man, I enjoyed those specials. Those were great so far. I'm looking forward to listening to the choir. This is your house. Come on up, choir. Will Father come and dwell? Oh, this is your house. bring their burdens and their cares this is your house this is your house lord come and dwell let's sing it we are your house and we are your house we'll Father, come and dwell. Oh, we are your house. A holy house of prayer. And where the lost and the lonely will bring their burdens and their cares. Are your house? Yes, we are your house. Lord, come and dwell. 
Calvary, my Savior bled for me, my Jesus set me free. And look at the wounds that give me life, grace flowing from His side, no greater sacrifice. But He's
Amen. Let's stand. Sing, uh, We Need You, Lord, as Brother Barry comes. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that. Amen. I think it's amazing what God blesses the bride with. Amen. With gifts. The world would go crazy if they had even a tenth of the, the talent that uh, us believers have. So, and it's, What's even more amazing to me is seeing young people use that to glorify him. Amen. Instead of being on some TV show contest to try and make a million bucks, but they're using it to glorify him. Amen. I'm thankful for that. We need you, Lord. Amen. Every day we need him. Amen. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Right. Make it personal, I need you, Lord. tonight and uh, you pull on that gift as you have been doing and we just trust that the Lord will wrap up this weekend, uh, special weekend with 
special word for you personally tonight, and I believe that God's able to do that. I believe he wants to do that. And uh, so it's our job now to enter in and just lock everything out for the next hour or so, lock everything out. We're not here to tell the Holy Spirit what to do. We're here to let him have his way. We are the people in the world. We are the people left in the world who are willing to let the Holy Spirit have complete control. And we're just going to surrender this time now in, in his presence and just let him have his way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way as Brother Trevor comes tonight. Have your way. specials and by far more talented singers than I um, but it was requested that I sing again <clears throat> so um, I guess I'll sing again so um, uh, I thought you were about to sing my song you started in on uh, I need you Lord but the little song I'm sure most of you know it you've Feel free to sing it with me. <clears throat> Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one who guides my heart, Lord, I need, oh, I need you. Every hour I need you, you're my one defense. Righteousness, oh God, how I need you. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found, that's where you are. And Christ in me, Lord, 
Always my testimony, I, I, Lord, I need you. Amen, amen. Thank you, musicians, and my, what a wonderful atmosphere that we've had, a wonderful song service, as the brother has said, many, so much talent in the bride of Jesus Christ, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the millennium, to the heavenly choir, and, you know, my, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you pay in tithes, but man, you got your money's worth tonight, you know? I mean, I mean, and that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Just the song service tonight was, was, uh, was, was just so good and so worth it, worth the price of admission, as we say. Um, but uh, so wonderful, wonderful to be here again, and we just praise the Lord. If, you, if you'd like to stand with me, and we'll turn in our Bibles. We'll get into the Word. It's been a, a privilege to be here um, this weekend, and I appreciate everyone so much and your attention, and um, it's been a good group to preach to, and I've just enjoyed it so much. Um, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 11, that's where we will start. Proverbs 20 and verse 11 says, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. Even a child. I think maybe today, though, I don't know. I, I'm not saying Solomon should have written it for 2023, but I'm just culturally, we should extrapolate here that even an adult... Is, is known by his doings as well. You may not want to admit that. People these days, that's just not a thing for them. Um, but even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. If you would turn also to Romans chapter 7. And we'll take a verse 18. Romans 7, 18 says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, 
All right, so Paul is, is, is made, he, he knows this could be an issue when he says, says what, that in me, and he clarifies that he's speaking of his flesh. This is an important distinction. Dwelleth no good thing. We would have a, a real struggle with this scripture of him saying that if he did not clarify that he was speaking about in his flesh, because we would, we would then, we would, well, there would be hopelessness. But what he is speaking about is in his flesh, there's no good thing, which means in his soul, well, there, there at least might be something good, but in his flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Probably just one more page for you, uh, Romans chapter 8, and look at verses 7 and 8. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, so that they, then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. As we spoke on this morning, he that has faith can please God, right? But in the flesh, if you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. This is now a problem for us because our first verse said, even a child is known by the things that he does. And Paul is saying, in your flesh dwelleth no good things. And in your flesh, you can't please God. So now we're struggling because our flesh is how people see. Oh, now what are we going to do? Well, let's pray. I mean that in two ways, but let's go to the Lord in prayer, if you would. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd instruct us tonight, that you'd open up your word to our eyes, that you'd show us, Lord, who we are in you, um, and that your word would, would just open up and be made plain to us, Lord, as it's been prayed many times. Lord, anyone can turn back the page, but Lord, if you would open up the scriptures to us and open our eyes to see it, Lord, and, and find our place in it. Lord, it would mean so much to us. Come and, and just anoint us now for this service, Lord. Uh, and we, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and love to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So my title tonight is... My not-so-secret identity. And I just want to, as I've told you over the last couple of services, I want to talk about identity just a little bit. Um, and, and this, I, I had, I had a, an experience um, uh, at the camp in Norway in July, and the, the Lord just, uh, you know, spoke to me, and I just had this desire. I, I want to I talk about identity and what our identity is and where it comes from. Um, and so, um, so praise the Lord, here we are, fulfilling that. And um, so from the waters of separation, Brother Brenham says, there's only one book can tell you that this is it. It tells you who you are, where you come from, and where you're going. And it's the only book there is, and that's the Bible that'll tell you who you are, where you come from, and where you're going. But that's pretty cool, though, isn't it? I mean, if you would so choose to believe it now, there's only one book, and then, but it does tell you who you are. It does tell you where you come from. It does tell you where you're going. So isn't that nice? 
I mean, you know, <laughs> Brother Barry was kind of telling us a little bit of his testimony this afternoon, you know, about he's been a young man and he's in Rome and he's got long hair and, you know, he's just trying to find, you know, some meaning in this world. And, you know, unfortunately, at that point in time, he had spent a lot of time and money and it is just all he needed. If he so chose to accept it, because, you know, this seems very, well, that's just so simple, Brother Trevor. It's like all you do is you just, like, oh, you want to know who you are, where you come from, where you're going? (laughs) On sale now. (laughs) Don't know if you want that or not. The problem might be, like, whether or not you want to take what it says, and maybe you want to define who you are, where you come from, and where you're going through some other means, but we're going to kind of explore that idea and that thought and, and talk about that. So, so, so who you are, where you come from, and where you're going, and, 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 but what, as we talked about, even a child is known by his doing. So maybe you, you decide you have an identity that you want to give yourself, but the problem is, is that your identity isn't coming from inside yourself. It's a not-so-secret identity that you might think you have, that you just haven't expressed fully to everyone, because even a child is known by his doings. Your identity is known by what's coming out from you. Now, there may be still things slightly in the way that, you know, we, we don't, we, you know, I can't tell you everything about you just because I've been around you for five minutes. It doesn't exactly work like that. But, but we can understand here that, that we know one another by how we relate to one another. Who you are is known. You're not actually hiding it. You might think you are, but you're not. Brother Brenham says a man is identified by the works that he does. And this isn't said in a, like, so, be good. But no, what he's saying is, is so our works should be good. See, always good. Look, we're representing our Lord Jesus Christ. If we say we're children of God, we want to have good works because we are representing him. So you have this opportunity to to do something and and, and to, to, to show others the life of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. So, hey, might be good to... Be good. Maybe this is too simple tonight. I don't know. That day on Calvary. Now, what must we do? Now, the first thing I want to say, Jesus never lived for himself. His life was spent for others. That is perfectly eternal life. When you say you go to church and do good things, that's fine. But when you live your life to yourself, you haven't eternal life. So if, even if you're going to church and you're doing good things, but you're doing it so that you can be thought of well, and it's, that's selfish, it's still not eternal life. Eternal life is living for others. And so here, here, here we find, look, we see Jesus never lived for himself, and I am a child of God. Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. So here I am, the next in the series, right? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not the firstborn, maybe I'm not the secondborn, but if I'm born again, I'm somewhere 52nd, 5,293rd, 1 million, you get the idea, right? It's the same thing, it's the same life, and if I'm identifying that I have the same life that Jesus had, and I'm his child, then the same things that are happening in his, what happened in his life should be taking place in mine. Yeah. 
Very simple. Brother Trevor, that's Sunday school. Move on. Talk about the seven seals. No, I'm not going to do it. Because I think we miss this a lot. Right? So Jesus never lived for himself. That his life was spent for others. That's perfectly eternal life. Eternal life is living for others. So I ask you, the question is, where does my identity come from? Because people know and people can see what my identity is by how, how I'm acting. But where does my identity come from? Anybody got any answers? Any theories? No, we don't probably want to do that. Anyway, so Brother Ben, if I could use you. Yeah, well, you asked me to sing, so. And you were up here singing, so. Rather than me trying to find somebody who's not so shy, I just already know we have a ready-made package right here for us that's not shy. Okay, so, so we're going we're gonna to do a few things here. So, and I need, I, need, I need my notes. Okay, so. Okay, okay. So I'm, I, want you to just, I want you to come up with a few things just as I'm talking now in your mind real quick. I want you to come up with a few things that you could say that we would say, if, if I asked you, like, hey, who are you, man? Like, what kind of guy are you? Like, I want the top three or four things that you would say, okay? okay. You got those things? Sort of. Okay, we're going to take sort of. And so can we get a mic? Is there a, um, can, can you have the wireless mic here that, there we go. Yeah. So, so okay, you got those things in your mind. Okay, you, if I'm going to ask you here in just a moment, I want you to say all of those things and tell us all about who Ben is into this microphone. We good. Okay. Now, there's just one thing. <clears throat> this room is empty. We're just going to imagine there's absolutely no one here. This is a completely empty room. Are we, are we, are we together? Okay. We're all just, we're not actually here. It's just Ben identifying himself. Okay, go. Who's Ben? Talkative. <laughs> um, actually uh, has some impurity complexes. Would have never guessed. Anyway, continue. Actually, I would have, but go ahead. <laughs> no one's here. No, just keep going. Um, wants to help others. Okay. Favorite food? Uh, Wendy's. Dave's single. No onions. <laughs> Tomatoes. Gotta, man, we've got to work on Mayo. that, bro. <laughs> Lord, help our brother. Okay. Okay, but the room is empty. Who, what, are you, what are you doing right now? There's no, there's, I'm not here. None of these people are here. You're just in this vacuum void, and you are saying stuff about you. Who, who cares? Does, does your, there's no one here. Does your identity matter? It, it, it does? Sure. To whom? Just to me right now. Okay, but that you're talkative. There's nobody to talk to. <laughs> Which changes that identity just a little bit, right? Like, it's like, he's talkative, but there's no one else. 
which kind of means he's crazy because he so talks to sometimes himself. Sometimes I still do, yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so, so but you begin, to, you begin to see a picture that we're trying to draw, and, and, and that is, is that identity, your identity and who you are, like in a vacuum, in a void, with no one else around, if it's just me, and I'm trying to identify myself, like, what am I doing? So my identity, like, my identity matters to other people. Sure. My identity to only, and we're, don't worry, my identity to, to only myself is just like, who cares if he likes Wendy's? Like, it just, it's like, it's a fact that, that people know to relate. Identity is to someone else far more than it is to you. Is that all right? Is that all right? Because it's kind of silly to have a talkative guy up here talking to himself about how much he likes Wendy's for some reason. And, you know, and there's no point because there's no one there. Right? Okay. So now... So that's just one example, and we're going to bring all of these things together. So now we're going to do another example, and that's um, um, <clears throat> instead, I'm going to give you an identity, okay? So I wrote a few things down here just because I didn't want to think of things on my own. Okay, um, you're a soccer player, um, you love French food and you're the give the shirt off your back kind of guy. And unless that's like too close to actually who you might be, then we'll change it up. So, okay. So, okay, so now there's actually people here now. And so, hey, why don't you, hey, who's Ben? Soccer player, French food. Love Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Big, big Manchester fan. City or United? United, absolutely. Uh, okay, we can't be friends. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Why though? No. <laughs> okay, and anything else about you? Oh, yeah. I love uh, melted butter, shallots, garlic, with anything. Okay, it's okay. Amazing. What else should we know about Ben? Uh, I'll embarrass you because I'll take the shirt off my back and give it to you. Okay, okay. It's taking a different direction, but that's great. Okay. So, this is who he says he is. There's just a problem. How, <laughs> I want you to name someone who plays for Manchester United. No clue. <laughs> I'm not sure what's crazier, like the guy who says he likes Man United and can't tell me anybody who's on the roster, or the guy who says he's talkative to a room of nobody. <clears throat> right? And he loves melted butter and garlic on everything, but I'm pretty sure that garlic is nowhere on the Wendy's. <laughs> Certainly not in the $5 biggie bag. <laughs> and, and, you know, how often have you taken off your shirt and given it to somebody? Never. Never. <clears throat> but that's who you are? All of those things? Like, is it truly what you think? And everybody, every one of us could go like, whoa, 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 Brother Ben. You looked in the mirror lately? That is not who you are. And Brother Ben could be like, you're going to tell me 
who I am. Really? You're going to do that? How? And you, you can begin to, I mean, we're, so we're sitting here in a message church, but you can begin to understand, like, I, I wanna, I'm talking about a lot of culture these days, and, and I don't have to go into all that craziness. I'm just trying to give us nice, you know, melted butter type of examples instead of, you know, transgenderism and garbage like that, right? So, so, so but we can begin to talk about these kinds of things. We can begin to, to recognize, okay, so, so what he's saying and what he thinks he is, because we know, because we can interact and go like, hey, I don't know if you know what a soccer fan from Man United actually is, but uh, you're not it. You know, and a guy who eats Wendy's all the time is not a man who likes French food. So I, I'm really struggling. You, you, I don't know that you know who you are. And if you're in this, if you're in this room all alone and you're trying to tell no one, who you are, you know, there's actually one person that did that, who said, I am, you know, he, he was a self-existent one, so if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're from a vacuum, trying to create an identity, what you're saying is, is, I am, there's only one that can do that, because there's only one that was actually ever self-existing and by himself, dwells with and by himself. So, so, so to try to, to identify yourself outside of others is to say, I am God, which is a problem, although many people do that. The, 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 but the real issue you struggle with is when you say you're God, there's, you just have a real problem. You know you. And if I say, I am God, and then I look in the mirror and go, ooh, I have so many problems, then your God has... So many problems. And where does that put you? Okay, so then, otherwise, then we, we take it to the next step, and then we, uh, we begin to identify. And so, so I could ask you this then. Where, this whole Man United and butter and shirt, and like, where did you get, where, where did you get that identity from? Brother Trevor. So someone outside of you gave you an identity. Right. But we can, but we can, we can begin to see that, that that's, not really, that's not really true. Okay, let me go consult my notes. <clears throat> see what else I was going to do here. So, so if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy enough, like you, we could go get you a red Man United shirt. Did you know that they were red? You should at least do that, okay. We could go get you a red Man United shirt. You go start walking around. You could just be like, I love Man United. And while you're eating your French food, and you know, you could start doing all of this. And it, and, but what would we call him then if he threw on a red Man United shirt and started eating French food instead of Wendy's? What would we call him? A hypocrite. That's, and he's like, no, 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 I'm just having an identity crisis. See, that's what we call hypocrisy these days. So, thank you. You're <laughs> so, so, all right. So, so we begin to develop a thought. And, 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 and again, like I, I'm, I'm doing this for a reason. And I know it's pretty unconventional. Um, I think Brother Barry's a little unconventional. So I think I'm on safe ground here. But, but I think it's a little unconventional. But like, so to, to, to start thinking about where, where does our identity come from? And, you know, a lot of times what I like to do is break down your own understanding that you have and then try to give you the correct one. That's, I, I think that's what teachers are supposed to do is destroy the wrong thoughts and give you the right ones. And so thank God I'm going to give you the right ones from the word um, because otherwise, <laughs> where would we be? 
someone amens there. <laughs> so, so where does my identity come from? And we want to just explore this thought here. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We can begin to see Jesus' identity in what he's doing. Right? Even a child. How much more Jesus is known by what he does, but Jesus becomes obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And we can begin to see that Jesus put himself under the control of something else other than him. And there's things that we put ourselves under the control of. And if I would have, you know, if I just put my thumb on Brother Ben and made sure that he was wearing his red shirt and eating his butter, melted butter and garlic, like he would have become under the control of what I was telling him to be and then even begin to believe the lie and stop going to Wendy's and that might be a good thing, but, you know, but, but, and eating more baguettes, but, you know, but, his, but, but, but so his identity starts to become because of the control that I'm, I'm putting him under and he's identifying himself by what he's doing because of the control, the obedience of what he's putting himself under. Are we together? Okay, so is your life worthy of the gospel? The word is truth, right? And the spirit of God will recognize his own writing. He's, we could go a lot of different places there, but he's identified by his writing. It speaks of him, and you're identified by believing it, and it gives you your credentials of identification. And this will go to some very, very cool places as we think about what these, these, uh, these credentials of identification and what we can do with that. And, and, and I think you know me well enough by now to know that I'm not just going to get up here and, 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 and pump you up by saying, you're children of Almighty God, just accept it and go do amazing things. Oh my goodness, hallelujah, that's so great, but you're a child of God. And then you're like, yes, that's amazing, but I have no idea when I leave here what I'm going to do with that. And so we want to make sure that we, we know what we're going to do when we, when we leave here. And, and so I'm going to try to do that. But, you have, but to understand that you have a credentials of identification that you are given by believing the word. But the problem here is, and not, it's not a problem if we're believing the word. The problem is, is that this is actually a principle that if you're not careful, you'll get the wrong credentials of identification. Because what you're submitting yourself to, what you're coming under the control of, is, and what you're believing is what is giving you credentials of identification. Because what you put yourself under the control of, if Ben comes under my control, he, he's not going to wear a red shirt, he's going to wear a blue shirt, but, but, but that's beside the point. He's going to begin to have identification. I'm giving him credentials of identification. You're under my control, so you're wearing a blue shirt. And you're going to have, you know, rice and salmon and pineapple, um, pineapple mango, you know, chopped up salsa, whatever that is. You know what I'm trying to say. Just sounded real good in the moment. So, like I said, food usually comes up in the sermons. So, so he, begins to, he begins to now have a different identity. He has different credentials because of the control he's under. And then even he begins to believe that himself. And though he, 
really wants Wendy's, but somehow he's, he's told himself this lie so long that he believes he actually likes mango salsa and he's got new credentials of identification. No longer is he a Wendy's guy, but he now needs chilies. Praise the Lord, okay? So, so, but what we want to make sure that we're doing is believing the word gives us credentials of identification. Submitting ourselves to the word gives us credentials of identification because you don't come up with your identity on your own. And we'll explore that thought just in a little bit. But when it's directed from works as faith expressed, but when it's directed from the inside, it throws all the rest of it together. That's the guide, guidepost. That's the control tower, the inside of the inside, the control, the soul controls the spirit, the spirit controls the body, right? So there's something on the inside of you that is your control tower that your body, that your body is manifesting what's on the inside of the control tower. Now, as we talked about, you have a new birth, that control tower is now switched and it might take some time you know, to get all those messages and get all of those, you know, switch the shirt from red to blue and, and things like that might take some time, but it is going to become manifested because of what's on the inside is controlling you. So then you have to understand, so because, so you're controlled by something and Brother Branham teaches us, you know, the thoughts that you have are either going to come from the devil or they're going to come from God. You've got these two inspirations. Are we together? I don't have that quote, but we, we're together on that. Okay, praise the Lord. So, so, so there's something coming. You, you don't just have your own thoughts all the time. You know, like, like, do you ever think about what to think about? I mean, what gave you that thought? Well, you did just now. But if I wouldn't have said that, did you ever think about what you think about? Like, like you, you don't, like we don't sit there and go, I'm thinking, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't, I was, you know, so, so there's a spirit that's animating you. There's a conscience that you have. And there's sometimes you're thinking thoughts that, you, that you're aware of and, and you, you're like, wait, 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 why do I even know that? And because, because, because the spirit is there and it's speaking to your heart and, 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 and you're, you become aware of these things. So... Um, so, so what's happening on the inside is coming outward. And, and so we don't just come up with our own identities like culture would try to tell you. And they're not coming up with their own either of who they are and what gender they are and all of these different things. And, and again, like if, like, I I just want to put this point because, you know, I don't know if I'm feeling resistance or I just feel strange by talking about this kind of thing, but, but to understand that this is what culture is trying to do, and it will seep into this message if we, if we you know, it's just so saturated out there that, that these messages are bombarding us all the time, and we can begin to get to a place where we, you know, start trying to, well, but our, you know, everyone knows you come up with your own identity. I mean, it's just a thing, right? I mean, just everybody does that. You know, we just need to make sure we come up with our own identity that matches the word. No, that's not how it, how it works. We're not coming up with our own identity. But we're, we're being given that identity by believing the word. Because we're coming under the control of something else. So the inside of the inside, the control tower, it's either God or Satan. I did have that quote. Thank you. That's wonderful. Now, thirst. Now we find God gives you the control tower um, God gives the control tower to you. 
I love this, to give you the things that you need. You know, when we think of control tower, we think, oh, this is the thing that tells me what I'm supposed to do. And, that it, you know, okay, make sure you're not bad, Trevor. Make sure you dress right. Make sure you talk right. Make sure you comb your hair in the morning and brush your teeth. All of these things that I got to do. That's like it's controlling me. And we think of control in, in the negative in that, in that aspect sometimes. Or is it just me? I don't know. Okay. So, but the, the control tower to give you the things that you need. So God is there to give you the things that you need. How is he doing that? By, by speaking to your heart, by telling you, these, this is the, these are the things that you need. This is what's going to help you. This is what, where you're going to abound. This is, this is where, who you are, where you're from, and where you're going. Now the control tower in you is what directs you. And this thirst runs in on this control tower and tells you what you have need of spiritually speaking, and that's what Brother Branham is bringing out in the message, thirst. The deer needs to go to the, to the water because it's thirsting. You have the thirst for God on the inside of you because he placed it there, and that's, that thirst is controlling you by calling out for more of God to give you the things that you have need of because that thirst is telling you, you need water. You need to get to the water and drink. And so, so then, then our bodies are like, okay, I need water. I, oh my goodness, why do I all of a sudden feel so thirsty? I've got to go get water. It's a metaphor, right? Spiritually speaking, then, we have something, there's a control, a thirst on the inside of us that's saying, I need to go get the spiritual water. I need to go get the spiritual food because it's, it's, calling, it's showing us the identity that we have and giving us credentials of identification that says there's something on the inside of me that's calling out for more. Are we together? This is good? Okay. The control tower in the body and in the soul also. There is a control tower in the body that tells the need that's needed in your body, and it's brought to you by thirst. And there's a control tower in your soul. It tells you the spiritual things you have need of, something in your spirit, and you by this can tell what kind of life is controlling you. What are your thirsts? What are your desires? To search out your own, to search out your own salvation with fear and trembling. To, to, to look on the inside and to be real honest with yourself. Not just what your flesh is doing per se, but as you're sitting there and you're looking inward, not trying to find you know, and create your identity by looking inward, but by finding and looking inward to say, God, what identity is actually there? What am I under con the control of? What is the thirst that's going on deep down inside of me that's calling out for more? Because that's your identity. So what, is, what controls you? What things are defining you? What, what are the, either the things that you're believing? What are the things, truly what we're asking is, what are the things that you're believing that define who you are. It should be the word of God, but many times other things, there's lies that we believe that we find that those, those are the things that we identify ourselves by. So I want to go through some examples. Cain, he was identified by a sin. It put a mark on him. It, tr it truly did. Now, I don't know what that looked like. You know, there was movies I watched as a kid, you know, that 
you know, there's like a physical mark on Cain's forehead after God judged him. But, but, but if you just think about it for just a moment, like Cain kills his brother. There's just not that many people on the earth yet. There will be more. But Cain kills his brother. And if you'll kill your brother, like, where does this, where's, where's your line, you know? And so if you knew that I killed my own brother, you know, sort of identifies me, right? You going to leave your brother around me? You know what I mean? I mean, Cain, Cain kind of did, he, his own, like God didn't actually have to do a whole lot to actually punish Cain. Like what Cain did punished Cain. Like nobody wants to be around the guy who kills his own brother. And it's like, yes, go into the land of Nod. Well, it's like, well, nobody else wants you around anyway. So yeah, why don't you go? Right? So he's identified by his sin. And, and, and in this case, you know, well, we understand serpent seed and who, who, this, who he really was. But, but as, as we get down into somebody like, I don't know, Saul. How is Saul identified? And we had yeah, by not David. <clears throat> This is where we get to start preaching now. So everybody wake up for just a minute here. Like, what's your not David? Like, we, and I was supposed to get into Saul this morning, but I was just too long-winded. And no, was that, yeah, I think that was, no, that was last night. I went through all the slides this morning. And it was still my shortest sermon ever. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I got to tell Brother Nathan. <laughs> then he'll expect the same. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> So Saul, like, Saul, Saul has this great start, right? And, and he becomes king, and everybody's following him, and he's so tall, and he's so strong, and everybody's so like, wow, our king is so amazing, that's great. And then he falls, and he, does, he, he, he doesn't listen to what the prophet tells him to do, and he falls. And then he doesn't go and kill all the Amalekites, and he, and he falls. And, and so... So Saul, the mask that Saul chooses, as we talked about Saturday night, the mask that Saul chooses is, I'm actually still a good king. I'm actually, I still worship the Lord. And I'm actually still, he put on a mask of, and he, he wanted, the, the problem is he wanted Samuel, the prophet Samuel, to validate his mask. Because he, the scripture, he says, he says, come and worship the Lord with me. Honor me now before the people. Validate my mask before everyone else. So he's putting on an identity that he isn't. And then he wants to continue. You know, he's just like, look, 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 okay, I messed up. I I don't, I I just, I did it for all the right reasons. There's no repentance in his heart. And so what he does is just like, hey, look, just put on the good, I'm still good king mask. And everything's good. And my identity is now tied in my mask. And then the problem is, is that's not who he is anymore because who, like, because he's become that God to himself because God sure isn't his God anymore. If he was, he'd repent. He would have humbled himself before the prophet and said, I have sinned, I am so sorry. Like, and God says, no, I'm going to tear your kingdom away from you. Because Saul wasn't, Saul wasn't under the control of God anymore. So Saul's identity wasn't as, as a son of God as such. To, 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 though, though maybe he's going he's to be in heaven there with us. He was in paradise still with Samuel. But, but, but look, as I, look at his identity on earth. It's not good. And then because the, kingdom's, because the kingdom is taken from him and he puts on this mask of who he, 
who he truly is, and he's under the control of, I have to be the king that I thought I was supposed to be, even though the way he could be is just repent. But no, I can't do that that would, to humble myself. No, I can't do that. So he puts on this mask. This mask becomes his identity. His identity is the lie that he's telling himself that I am still the king and I'm still got the prophet by my side. And he goes forward with that lie, believing that lie comes under the control of that lie. And then when David begins to rise and David begins to manifest, and as David manifests, and what the problem that the reason Saul had such a problem is David's manifestation exposed his own identity. And that's really what the problem in culture is, is when you try to speak truth, truth, truth tells them their identity isn't what they think it is. And they get really mad about that. And Saul got really mad because the truth exposed that what he said his identity was wasn't true. Ooh, we don't like that. Man, when somebody calls our bluff on our identity or what we think our identity is because it exposes us and exposes us to our own heart that we're under the control of something that isn't what we thought we were under the control of. So Saul begins a campaign of not David. Like, man, he's got a real problem because he's not David. And he goes out and tries to kill David over and over again. And then David does, you know, cuts off the, the, his, uh, a little bit of his skirt there and, and like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, my son David. Oh, you're just so more righteous than I. I know God's going to give you the kingdom. I'll go and I'll leave. And, you know, like two weeks later, he's like, I got to go kill David. Right? He's got a real complex about not David. Why? Because his identity is that I'm not David anymore. He's come under so much under this control of this. That it drives him and it compels him. He's, he's under the control and his identity he is defined by not David and everyone knows it. It's very plain. Whether Now Saul, he's like, no, 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 my identity is good king, Samuel's with me. But truly his identity to everyone around him was you're not David. All right? So, so what things are you not David? Do you have that same identity? Is there a complex that's in your heart that says, no, 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 I need, I need to be like this guy. I need to be like this girl. I need to be this or I need to be that. I, I just, no, 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 no. You are a child of God. If you, if, if you come under what the word is saying about you, you become recipients and, and identified by what the word of God is telling you who you are. And I know this is a lot slower tonight, and, 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 but I think this is really important that we begin to understand that our identity, because it's like it, everything is about identity these days. But our identity needs to come from the Word of God. And if it does, it's an amazing thing. And you're not going to find your identity in anything else but either the Word of God or just not the Word of God. Judas is, def- is identified by his betrayal. Now, interesting thing enough about, about Judas is, is, is Brother Branham says that Jesus still died. The blood of Jesus still, still was enough for even Judas's sin. But he refused to come to Pentecost. He refused to believe that he could. I think it's in the third seal that he talks about this. He refuses to believe that, 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 that grace could be from him, for him, so he goes and kills himself. So he's identify, he identifies his own self by betrayal, and then, and then he identifies himself that I am just my sin. 
Now, of course, there's another way you could look at it. He was the son of perdition, and the devil entered into all of those kinds of things. But looking at it from, from the flesh, in Judas's flesh, he was just like Paul, dwelt no good thing. And so here we can begin to look at, look, you're not identified by, uh, but look, other people, other people can see what you're doing, right? Other people can begin to make judgment calls on who you are, how you're identified, by how you dress, how you present yourself, you know, all of these things. We can see it in churches. We can, you know, you can, you can see young people that are struggling, some you can't, they, they mask it well, but there's many times, you, it's just pretty obvious, you know. It's pretty obvious whether you're under the control of, you know, fashion. It's pretty obvious if you're under the control, hang on, make sure that's set right. There we go. Um, it's pretty obvious if you're under the control of, I want to be thought beautiful. It's pretty, under, pretty obvious if you want to be under the control of, I want people to think I'm amazing. Right? This isn't news to anyone. You know, it's not just preachers that look across the conversation, congregation and go, oh, yeah, that person and that person. No, y'all are the ones in the back. That's why they sit in the back. I'm just teasing. I'm, hopefully that's not really why you sit in the back, you know. And even to those who, who've been around for a while... You begin to understand even the, you know, the talkative ones are actually maybe even a little bit under the power of, I just, I'm kind of under the power of, I just want people to like me a lot. Amen. I was waiting for the amen. That's like, right? I was there. I know that. That's, that was who I was. I was the most talkative, annoying, young 14-year-old um, that you ever met because I just wanted people to like me, and you can ask my wife, it did not work on her. <laughs> she thought I was not the greatest guy ever, that's for sure, back then. <laughs> right, so, so we can, we can, we can identify, like we can see it on others, right? And that's one thing that the others are, but, but when we begin to look at our own selves and we can begin to look at our own identities, well, we, can, we can make the mistake that though others can see the manifestation of what's going on in my heart, I can't, I can't make judgment calls on one small incident. We do this. We, we do, like I said, I know this is slow, but this is so, this is so powerful. We, we, make, we make judgment calls of, of, of our, who we are based on incidents of my failure in this point. I said this thing wrong one time, two times. Not actually what I want, not actually who I am, but I did it, so therefore that must be me. And the devil would love to get you hung up on that. But that's not, that's not your identity coming from the word. That's your identity coming from a, from a lie that the devil is telling you about your flesh because you've forgotten that in me, parentheses, that is, in my flesh, close parens, dwelleth no good thing. And you began to look at that. Oh, praise God. You began to look at that. And you begin to say, no, in me dwells no good thing. 
And that's a problem because it's not true. And we identify ourselves by our sins. We identify ourselves by our betrayals. We identify ourselves by things that have happened to us. That we need to let go of and let God heal. Because it's not who you are. It's the word of God tells you who you are. Not some situation that happened. Maybe you were impacted by someone or something or I don't know what it could be, but there's a lot of hurts that happen to people that aren't even their own fault that they take and they find their identities in those things. And then, we eat, and then the devil is only too quick to reinforce those lies. But it's the truth that sets you free. And it's the, it's the truth, it's the word of God, it's, it's, but it's the things that you believe that begin to identify you. It's the things that you come under the control of that identify you. Well, what I'm here to tell you tonight is, is this is the only thing that you need to be under the control of. No situation, no sin, no disappointment, no, 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 no death in the family. None of those things. How I feel in this moment, how I do this, how I do none of like this should be the thing that controls you, and if it controls you, your belief in this, that controls you, that talks, that, that gives you the thirst, that compels you and constrains you to do things, Amen. is the thing that's giving you identity, that you are a child of God. And it sounds good, and you know, man, I guess I'd much rather preach this in such a way, it's like, ah, amen, you're a child of God, that's your identity, woo! And nothing against that. That's good. And maybe sometimes we need to be reminded about that. And we need to get all excited about that. And we need to get all happy about that. Because that is something that we can be excited and happy about. But, if it, but, but for me tonight, the, the, the way God uses my gift in, 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 in my life, what, the way I'm going to do that is to say, but look at all the things that we find identity in that shouldn't be found there. And it's lies, and we need to get rid of that and get our sights set on the Word of God and come under the control of faith to believe what God said about us. To believe who we are in Him. To believe that there are things that are in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. But that's my flesh. And that's not me. But it's my flesh, which means me is not my flesh. Amen. Hope this is okay tonight. So, take your token. You're redeemed. The blessing, the Holy Spirit. And if Satan tries to push something on you, just show this the token, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the new birth, which means you had the same birth that Jesus Christ himself had. Amen. Satan tries to push something on you. You are this. You're that. You had this problem. You struggle with this. Do you know who you are? Your identity is brother that struggles with this sin. Mm hmm. Do you know who you are? Sister that struggles with this doubt. Mm hmm. Do you know who you are, brother? 
brother that struggles with whether or not you raised your children good enough or not. That's who you are. See, when I say it in that voice, that, that means I'm like the devil saying that, right? We all, we're all together, right? It's not the word. It's not truth. We do have struggles. We do have failures. We do have faults. It's in your flesh. Because when the token comes, you show the token. Okay, so when I come and say that again, you just like hold it like as if you're showing me a token. Okay, we together. Okay, okay. They don't know we're gonna do this. It's gonna be great. <clears throat> okay, so the devil comes along. He's like, "You're the brother that struggles with this sin." Yeah. Oh, oh, he showed me that. No, he's no. What he's saying is no. Actually, child of God, right here. Maybe you see something that my flesh is still working on, and I'm still, still producing from the inside out. But who am I? You got it right here. Child of God. You're the sister that struggles. Do the same thing now. Okay, okay. this is going to be great. <clears throat> so you're the sister that struggles with, what did I say? This doubt. Oh, right. She knows who she is. She's showing the token because she believes the word of God because she had the same life that Jesus Christ has, and that's who she is. So she's a child of, child of God. It trumps everything. I mean, it just, you're the brother that struggles with not, like, how you raise your children, I think is what I said. There we go. Show the token. This is, it's your credentials of identification. It's who you are. It's the life that's on the inside of you that's expressing outwardly. That is who you are. And I just, like I, I, like I said, I know I'm going super slow, and we're just trying, but I just want this to soak in so good because we spend countless, countless, countless hours in mind battles after mind battle after mind battle and the word of God, no, I'm so bad, I do this, or I struggle with this, or I do this, or I do, that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, but this this is who I am. This is my token. The life that's on the inside tells me that's not who I am. And is that easy to do all the time when the devil comes and the enemy surrounds you and tries to tell you? And, but this is how I fight my battles. Is not just a song. But it is a declaration of I do, I recognize I'm in this fight. But what I'm fighting is the lies that the devil is trying to put on me. The lies the devil is trying to say. But I'm standing here in faith on the word of God that says no. The word of God says that if I have a new birth, I have the life of Jesus Christ on the inside of me. And so tonight, when you face those battles, no, this is what the word says. Tomorrow, this is what the word says. The next day, this is what the word says. And as you do, you will be stronger in those things. Your faith muscles will rise, and you won't struggle with those things near as often as you used to. But you need to put into practice the faith in the word of God. You need to put into practice, no, I'm identified by my token. Because this is who I am. Yeah. 
I'm a child of God. And I serve an awesome God. And an awesome God has awesome children. That's who I am. I'm an awesome child of God. You are identified in the resurrection of Christ. You are identified in his death when you die. You're identified in his resurrection. And by that it identifies you that you were with him before the foundation of the world because you are redeemed. That's bought, brought back. All the Father has given me will come and no man can come unless the Father has given it. See, in the beginning. I'm identified in his resurrection because I'm a child of God. That's who I am. How did I get there? By one spirit, you're all baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm happy today to be one of them. Being identified with the word, which is Christ. Identified with him. Being baptized into him, we become identified. Identified in his likeness. Identified with his word, which is him. All right, I got about seven more slides, and they're real good ones. I mean, I just love these next seven, and one of them is a repeat because I want to oversell the point, which I love doing if you've figured that out by now. But let's talk about baptism for a moment. Why are we baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Why is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost not what we baptize in? Okay, other than, well, because we're not Trinitarian, that's not how we're taught, like a bunch of all the messaging answers. But let's like start like getting down to the heart of it for just a moment. Like, yes, he's one God and he has one name. And that's important. Ooh, ooh, somebody's saying it. Somebody's trying to preach my, my sermon here from the back. No, I'm, I'm just teasing. Good job answering the question right, because he's a person. Because he's someone you can be identified with. Hey, Brother Sam. God bless you, bro. How are you? Good. Yeah, I've been getting to know you. We're kind of friends now, right? <laughs> Even though I forgot your name. <laughs> I remembered it tonight, so I'm hoping I do that again from now on. But, like, we're, like... We're identifying one another. I can now be identified with him as a friend, as a brother, right, with a person. If I said, oh, I'm, I'm identified with the father, that is Sam, is my meaning, but like the, I could be identified with a bunch of people here, so that's, that's a pretty difficult identification, isn't it? I, you, I don't know what you mean. I'm identified with a son. There's plenty of sons here, Right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend and brother to Sam. What's your last name? Britain. Sam Britain. Yeah. We're like, we go way back to January. We had Mexican together. It ties you together, you know. It was Mexican, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, you begin to see the point. Like, we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because we're being identified with the person, with him. Yes. Because we're not Mrs. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're Mrs. Jesus Christ. We're identi- so, so we're going to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because we're identifying with him as a person, our identity. And what we're saying is, is when we're baptized, is we're saying, I, I, I'm going to go down a, a sinner who was identified by something, my own name, my own whatever, but what, but what I'm doing is I'm saying I am dying to me and I am rising in his name. Yeah. 
and I'm identifying in his name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm identifying myself with that person, with that one. And that's a beautiful thing because that's the one you can go to and you can talk to. That's the one you can be friends to. You can sit on your back porch and you can have coffee and you can imagine that he's sitting in the chair next to you with a cup of coffee. And you can have a conversation with him just like you could have a conversation with any other friend. Because you're identified with him. And his life has come on the inside of you. It's changing you, it's molding you and making you like him. So being baptized into him, we become identified. It's an, it's, it's an important ritual. It matters a lot because of the identification. And that's what we're saying. And so, 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 so don't just become baptized and, and still think, well, I'm just me and I'm just this. It's like, no, you've been baptized. You're not, your identification is now Mrs. Jesus Christ. You're, who you are now is I'm child of Almighty God. I've got the life of Almighty God on the inside of me. That is my identification. If I'm going to believe what this says about me, this is going to control, be the control tower, and that means this is going to be the thing that says who I am. Because this control tower is going to manifest everything that this says about me. It's not just going to be mere words, but it's going to come into life. It's going to come into practice. And other people are going to be able to come by and say, oh, that guy, that's a Christian. So, right? And it happens as, as we go to different places. People see there's something different. And it's not just because of skirts and long hair. Or at least it shouldn't just be skirts and long hairs. Brother, brothers, when you go to restaurants, people should be able to see there's something different. Oh, Brother Trevor, that's going to be a lot harder without the sisters. Like we... We need our message billboards here, you know, tell everybody who we are. Like, no, that should be readily obvious from how you conduct yourself, your manner of conversation, the care that you show to others. Right? Why? Because the control tower changed. There's something on the inside of you that's coming out. If I am in Christ, ooh, I am his word, for he is the word. And what he is, I am. Amen. Do you get it all right? So if I'm in Christ, not just because I say I am, not because I'm trying to create a message Christian identity and put on the mask so that everybody thinks that that's who I am in church, even though that's not, no, but if I am in Christ and I am baptized and I am born again and I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I am his word. For he is the word. If I am in Christ, I am his word. This is my identity. It's not something I created. It's not something I came up with. But it is an identity defined by something that controls me. I am his word because I'm controlled by his word. And there is no difference. Oh, but Brother Trevor, you know what you did two weeks ago. Shut up, devil. If I'm, here's my token. You're trying to put an identity on me. That's not who I am. This flesh may have fallen, but that's not who I am. For he is the word and what he is, I am. Amen. Do you get it? All right. 
Ephesian church age, from the church age book, chapter 3, the true church of Jesus Christ, the bride, is likened to pure gold. Her righteousness is his righteousness. Oh. Mm. I just, come on, somebody. Really? I have become the very righteousness of God. Where's Jesus' righteousness at? right here it's right here it's right here it's right here he gave it to you he became not took your sin became your sin and now you are his righteousness and if you'll believe that If you'll apply that through faith, apply that in your life and recognize this is truth. This is what the word of God says. This is who I am and throw all of those other lies out the window. This will change your life in in ways you never thought possible because the truth shall set you free. And this is truth. Amen? So her righteousness is his righteousness. Her attributes are his own glorious attributes. Her identity is found in him. What he is, she is to reflect. What he has, she is to manifest. There is no fault in her. She is all glorious within And without, from beginning to ending, she is the work of her Lord and all his works are perfect. I love it when people say I'm perfect. Especially when it's a prophet. I'm one of the works of the Lord. And all his works are perfect. I serve an awesome God, so I'm an awesome child. I'm his work, so I'm perfect. In fact, in her is summed up and manifested the eternal wisdom and purpose of God. And that statement is just even more mind-blowing. Musicians, you can come. How can one fathom it? How can one understand it? Though we cannot do it, we can accept it by faith, for God hath spoken. So just in real quick summary, we're not identifying ourselves like this culture tries to identify, and you just come up with whatever you think your identity is on Wednesday and change it on Thursday. It's not a thing. You don't, you don't come up with it. Your identity is found because of what controls you, what you choose to believe about yourself and controls you. Now, getting in Christ, you don't just get to say, well, I believe it, so that therefore I am it. Well, anybody can say that, but do you actually believe it? Are you actually in Christ? And if you're in Christ, and I believe I'm speaking to to, to predominantly people who are in Christ, but there's so many that still are in Christ and struggle with their identity and try to, find, and try to believe, and, and not try, but do believe the devil's lie about who they are, but that's not who they are. 
You are a child of God. And the devil would love to attack your faith, and this is why he does it, to attack your faith, to neutralize your impact on this world. But there's a bride that is going to rise up, that is going to say, no, I, I am perfect. In me, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. But I have become his very righteousness. I'm an awesome child of an awesome God, and his workmanship and his works are perfect. And, and, and thereby, when I begin to live that and act that, in me is summed up and manifested the eternal wisdom and purpose of God. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not the hope of all the earth, the hope of glory is that Christ come in you and be made manifest. And the devil hates that. The devil wants to try to neutralize that effect. But if you can recognize your identity is found in Jesus Christ and in nowhere else, I have become under the control and I believe the word of God and I believe everything that it says about me, including that I am his very righteousness, then I can go forward in faith and I don't have to believe the devil's lie just because my, I, 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 I failed in my flesh one day and suddenly like, well, I can't pray for the next two weeks, brother. You know, self-punishment, a little self-evaluation. Am I really who I think I am? Because I fell the other day. Ask me how I know. I just, you know, really, like, because I'd go through this myself. You feel terrible when you fall and you make a mistake and you know you didn't do something that pleased God. And then you're like, okay, you know, well, I'm married to him and I know he won't put me in the doghouse, but. I'll just go put myself in the doghouse because I know I should. I've done it. Somebody just said, ouch, behind me. (laughs) So I'm not the only one. Okay, good. Didn't figure I was. I actually don't think I'm all that strange. No, I know I'm pretty strange, but I don't think I'm so strange that, that... that the things that the devil tries to fight me with, I know are exactly the same things that he's trying to fight other people with. And what the devil wants to do whoo, is try to kill you with the church steps. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, what he's trying to do is to neutralize your faith. Because if he does that, he neutralizes your impact on the world. And the, but, the, but the word of God is telling you who you are. And believe that and not the devil's lie. Believe that and not anything else that comes at you. No other circumstance. No, not David in your life. No, no, but I betrayed him. But I did this. But I did that. No, it, th- you've become his righteousness. So when I go to my knees and I go before my father, he sees me as he sees himself. And I can have confidence that I go before him. And I can ask, and I can do, and I can be led by his spirit. And this world is impacted the same in my life as it was in the life of Jesus Christ. Because I am his word. And I think that's powerful. And I think we need that in our lives. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord... How we love you, Father. How we love your word, how it instructs us, oh God, and how we need it, Lord. And Lord, the devil presses hard on every side and tries to get us to doubt, tries to create situations and stick us into things. And 
and, and, and then tries to tell us that's who we are and we should be defined by that thing. But God, you've raised up a standard. You've raised up the word of God to show us who we are and we can hold our, our, our lives up in the mirror of it and we can see, Lord, that this is who you're declaring us to be and, and that because of your cross, you forgave us of, of every failure in the flesh, Lord. And that because you rose again, you poured yourself on us, Lord God, and, and, and we can receive you and receive your life and it can be quickened into our hearts, Lord, and, 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 and become that that's who we are, Lord. God, that's everything I want to be. Lord, may we find our identity in you. And may the devil's attacks be neutralized when we hold up that token. Oh God. Lord, I, I know there's so many in here that struggled. Lord, I've struggled. All of us have struggled, Lord, with all of these things. And the culture around us would like to try to tell us that our identity can be whatever we want it to be. But Father, we know that it's your word or it's nothing. So Lord, let your word reign in our hearts. Let the, let the control tower, Lord, begin to thirst and call out for the spiritual needs. And may we, may we begin to supply it through our actions, Lord God. And may others begin to notice the change that's taken place in our lives. And, and Lord, that they could see that our identity is that they are Mrs. Jesus Christ. That our identity in the sight of others they just don't seem to fit in in this world. They must be from some other world. And Lord, though they might mean that in the negative, we'll take that as a compliment, oh God. We're from another land. We're just passing through here, seeking a city that is to come. God, that's who I, I identify with Abraham, Lord God. I'm one of those seeking a city to come. I identify with Enoch, oh God. I want to walk with you until I'm closer to you than I am to the rest of this world. All the great warriors of the faith, Lord, I want to identify with all of the, 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 the faithful things that they did, Father. Because all of these things were types and in samples, Lord Jesus, to show me, Lord, that who I can be in you. Oh, Lord God, let your word reign in our hearts tonight. We praise your name. The lovely name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Every chain, break every chain. 
pleasure to be here and to minister to you. I pray that it was a blessing to you. And I know, like I said, maybe just a little unconventional and maybe coming at things from a different angle, but you, I just feel like you've just been very receptive and I love you and appreciate you all. And so glad to have had an opportunity, my brother, to be here and to just try to put my shoulder to the wheel and add my lick of fire and looking forward to spending eternity with every, each and every one of you. So, as a bride of Jesus Christ, let's just rise up. Let's serve him. Let's believe what he said about us, what he's given to us. It's an amazing God. And I'm, I'm glad to be one of the amazing children of God with you. Amen. Brother Barry, would you come? Rising
give him a round of applause this evening here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's all right. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we should have an altar call, Brother Trevor. We should have everybody come and bring their key to the doghouse up to the altar and lay it on the altar. It ain't mine no more. I don't need to carry this key. I never thought about it that way, but that's really true that we've trained ourselves to go to the doghouse as soon as you make a mistake. All right, you don't, Lord, you don't need to condemn me. I'll go. Right? We kind of got that mindset already. And we know quickly how to condemn. Oh, I'm, I'm fail again. Fail again. Here I go. Reject. Right? Come on. Let's be honest. And we put ourselves in a place below the privileges of a son. That's exactly where we place ourselves, below the privileges, below the level you're supposed to be. Let me tell you, I've failed my parents many times, but I cease to ever, uh, I, I, I've never ceased to be a coffee, no matter how many mistakes I made. I've always been a, a, a child of Frank and Betty. I've always been that, and I always will be. Nothing, nothing changes that, because that's who I, that's who I was born as, right? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a stronger set of genes in me. That lets me know that I'm a child of God. And no matter what I do, no matter, I said, no matter what I do, I never put my name on the Lamb's Book of Life. You never put your name on the Lamb's Book of Life. I can't get your name off the Lamb's Book of Life. I can't get my name off the Lamb's Book of Life because I never put it there. God put it there. And if God put it there, nobody can take it off. And you need to stop worrying about that. Yes, sir. If we make a mistake, repent quickly. That's what the scripture says. That's what the prophet taught us. Make it right. Repent quickly. Go to the altar. Do what you need to do. Make it right with somebody and move on. Press on. Hey, the devil's whole thrust is all about distracting us from moving forward and developing character. And we say, ah, I don't have any character. Let me tell you, character is a victory. And, and the sooner we get the mindset, the mindset that we're not fighting for, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from a position of victory you'll recognize that, that fact a whole lot quicker. When we recognize that we're not fighting for victory, because the victory's already won, but we're fighting from a position of victory. I'm in this struggle, I'm in this battle, I'm in this trial, you know what? But I'm in it as a winner. I'm in it as an overcomer. I'm in it as a victor already. Yes, sir. You're pretty good, because after three services, you're still pulling. And and if you gave me enough leash, <laughs> I'd do it. I, I would. I would do it. I'd do it because I'm excited. I'll tell you what, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what else I'm not going to do. I'm not going to let social media define my identity. I'm not going to let TV define my identity. I'm not going to let my peers identify me as to who I am. I've got a more sure word of prophecy that defines who I am. God tells no lies. God makes no mistakes. Every word is true. Yes, sir. I'm not going to let social media define who I am. This many likes, that many likes. I'm not going to let that define me. Because that's not who I am. I'm an absolute awesome child of God. I, nobody's ever called me that before, but I appreciate that, buddy. If I had two hands, I'd give you an embrace here, but I don't. <laughs> Good thing I don't. <clears throat> Let's sing. Let's sing, because if we don't, we're going to get in trouble here. You're not a God created by human hands. You're not a God dependent on any mortal man. 
Give him an offering of praise this evening here. Brother Aaron, why don't you slip up here for a moment? We're going to dismiss you tonight. We have some fellowship and food all prepared uh, over next door. So when we're done, let's make our way over there. And we just have a little bit of fellowship before folks have to leave. I can say this. I'm glad I was in the house of the Lord this weekend. I've enjoyed myself. I, I'm, I feel like I'm going away with something real, something good. And uh, the, the Word of God is always, always rich. It's always rich. We thank you, Brother Trevor, for coming our way, uh, your wife and family and those that came with them. And we, uh, we trust that this is, even though it's the first, it won't be the last. I love to see a connection made between a minister and a congregation. You know, it's just, it just, it's just, it's just good. And the only thing that we need to make it gooder is for you to do more of it. Do you love the Lord tonight? Amen. Let's, let's, let's close it out. If you want to stay and linger a little in worship, it's certainly fine. But let's sing this little chorus, Falling in Love with Jesus. We're going to ask Brother Aaron if he would close in prayer tonight. And may God bless you. All our visitors and friends, we appreciate you being here and lending your lick of fire. Uh, this, this weekend has been a, uh, just a good time. Memorable weekend. May God bless you. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we come before you once again this evening, thanking you, Father, for gathering us together and breaking the word of life unto us. Father, taking the, the gift, Lord, and taking, Father, the thought that Brother Trevor had and multiplying it and feeding, Father, the same way you feed, Lord God, your people, 5,000, they had extra more to spare because, Father, you had blessed that bread. Lord Jesus Christ, we feel like we have strength to go through the journey. Father, we remember Elijah when you, when you waked him up and you said, Arise and eat. For the journey is great before thee. Father, we believe that tonight, through these meetings, we have ate enough nutrients to take us, Father, through this journey. To take us, Father, from this earth into eternity. From here unto the rapture. Father, we thank you for nourishing our bodies. We thank you for nourishing our souls. We thank you for healing our bodies. We thank you, Father, for taking us back to our true identity, which is in you, Christ Jesus. For Paul says, when Christ shall appear, who is our life? And tonight, Father, we know, oh God, that we are not of this world. We are not of social media. We are not what the devil tells us who we are. But we know that we are the true bride of Jesus Christ. Though, Father, we might lack money in our pockets. Though sometimes we might lack the things of this world. But in the inside of the inside, we know that we are the children of God. 
For Father, we know that the Bible says uh, that the nature is grounding, uh, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Uh, and Father, through the preaching like this, uh, we know that one of these days uh, we shall be manifested. Uh, for when we shall appear, we shall be like you. For we shall see you as you are. Bless Brother Trevor as he goes back, Father. Continue to anoint him uh, to bless the bride of Jesus Christ. Uh, and bless our pastor for the inspiration and all oh God the burden that he has for the church. Father, we also pray for the gifts, those that were singing. Lord God, making these meetings such a wonderful time in your presence. Lord, may you bless your bride. Be with them, Father. Lord, we know that after meetings like this, the juniper tree will await your children. But Father, we are praying and binding the enemy that may there be nothing that will come between this word and Father, our hearts. We thank you in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Brother Aaron. God bless you. We're going to let you go tonight. God bless you and uh, make your way over to the fellowship hall. We give you a little more instruction over there and uh, just have a little time together. Let's sing tonight as you go. God bless you. In his arms. I